Ladies and gentlemen, this bonded security agent has just placed a certified check for $25,000 in one of these surprise packages. Tonight, someone may win any one of our fabulous prizes or that grand prize of $25,000 right here on Game Shows, I suppose. everybody and welcome to the niche podcast about the one thing that i know something about game shows i suppose i'm a pre-recorded jordan haas treasure hunt is one of my all-time favorite game shows and i can't wait to talk about that if you want to know more about the other treasure hunt it's on patreon.com slash jordan haas but before i talk about the really good luck-based comedy game show we got to get through our pricing game spotlight More or less, premiere date, February 16th, 2007. Finale bait, Bob Barker, June 13th, 2007, 4033K. Premiere date with Drew Carey, February 5th, 2008, 4192K. More or less, the game of high and low with small prizes seen on certain pricing games is now its own pricing game. It is like Golden Road, except that in this game, contestants can win up to four prizes instead of three. Consisting of three regular prizes, usually between $500 and $4,000 each, and the last prize at the end being a brand new car. At the start of the game, the contestant is shown a wrong price for the first prize and is asked to guess whether its actual retail price is more, higher, or less, lower than the one displayed. Get it? Higher or lower? I mean, more or less. If they are correct, uh, they win that prize, and they can go on to the next prize. This is repeated with this next prize, prize two, and then prize three, and then finally prize four, which is the brand new car. However, you make one mistake, one, fi- one AB game mistake, it's game over. But the contestant gets to keep any of the prizes they've won up to that point in the game. So this is an AB game played four times in a row. That's that's the easiest way to explain this game. The AB higher or lower game, but played with three prize, three regular ass prizes. You know, the TV, the couch, the home gym, and then finally the car. More or less was the last pricing game to premiere during Bob Barker's tenure as host of the show. This is it. This is Bob's last game. This game was created by the man himself, Bob Barker. Bob Barker had contestant Sharon win all four prizes in his game on the second playing on February 21st, 2007, and was the only time that this has happened during Bob's tenure. All the other wins occurred after Drew Carey took over. Under Bob's tenure, after Richfield announces the first three prizes, it would cut to Bob Barker talking with the contestant. 
And after that car was described, but in the carrier, the announcer will describe the first three prices and then go straight to the car. On February 19, 2006, uh, Dream Car Week, a Maserati was offered. During that plane, the contestant, however, lost on prize number two. More or less has officially been won 27 times over the years. The most recent happened November 9th, 2018. As of June 1st, 2018, it's been lost on the first prize 16 times in, the, in its all overall playing. That meant the contestant won absolutely nothing, because if you stumble on that first prize, you don't get to prize two, prize three, or that car. On April 12th, 2018, contestant Vanessa won the showcase despite wiping out their pricing game for the first time. As with Golden Road, the contestant is allowed to keep playing as long as they guess correctly. However, in Golden Road, you have to choose which number of like two, three, or four is the correct number in the price. In this game, it's the simple AB 50-50 shot for four prizes. Like Magic Number and Gas Money, this game cannot be the first pricing game to start the show. Why? Because there's an electronic component, and the game needs time to start up. However, this game can be no earlier than second on the show. Just think, uh, put it on the, go to the turntable first and then go. The most number of times this game was played in any season was 16. This game is similar with triple play. Line them up. Five price tag, and that's too much. But I like this game. More or less is one of my favorite pricing games. I know I say that constantly on this show. But more or less is simple. Higher or lower, if you're right, you move on with another prize. Higher or lower. If you're wrong, the game ends. Easy, simple, understandable. Uh, the only thing that I always remember watching this be played, whether it's Drew or Bob Barker, the contestant always says higher or lower than the price instead of more or less. So maybe just rename the game higher or lower <laughs> or something. Or try to encourage more being, is it's more than that or less than that. Is it more than the 12,000? Less than the 12,000. Is it more than 5,000? Less than 5,000. Is this, is this, um... Is this video game console more than $1,000 or less than $1,000? That's all they have to do. But man, it's such it's such an easy AB game to understand. And it's such a fun game to understand. Because no matter what, you win a prize. And I think that's fun. It's not like an all or nothing. It's not like Step Up, where you have to risk everything to keep playing. This game, no, you get to keep the prize and you keep playing. And I love that. And... It's also kind of unlike Golden Road, where it just gets tougher, and eventually you're like, well, here's this big, expensive car. Uh, is the third digit a six, a seven, a nine, or a, or a four? This is just like, this is just simply higher or lower. <laughs> and, that, and you have instant audience feedback, and I think that's why this game just works. I love the, the appearance of the game. I love the way it looks. I love the way they pulled the tag. It's just, to me, that's what makes it so much fun. The price tag is at the bottom, so there's two reveals. One is more or less, and then what the actual retail price is. That, that, I just love it. I love it so much. And next time on the pricing game spotlight, I just, I would probably, I would probably do well more or less. Next time on the pricing game spotlight, beep, beep, we're playing gas money.
This is one of my favorite game shows of all time. I I have to fucking do this episode. This is one of the most exciting game shows of all time. I was so glad they got to air many versions of this format over the years. And it's one of those rare game shows. And I always say it's rare because to me, I even though it comes across as a big ego trip thing, uh, I don't really want to host game shows. I'm more of a producer, writer, comedy person. But when it comes to a game show that I want to host, like there's only so many game shows out there. I've and let's go down the list so far. What do we, have we said? We said uh, Card Sharks, Supermarket Sweep, Weakest Link, uh, Crystal Maze, and look what happens. So maybe if I say Hoss for Treasure Hunt reboot, maybe it'll be prop back on the air considering what happens. Um, and knowing my luck, it'll get picked up and it'll be hosted by Jamie Kennedy or something. Anyway, uh, Treasure Hunt is great. Now, it's kind of weird to explain because there's basically three different versions of Treasure Hunt. But the premise is necessarily the same. Uh, stop me if you heard this. There are a big amount of boxes. We'll say 30, just for the sake of simplicity. 30 boxes containing different prizes. Some are good. Some are great. One is a check with a life-changing amount of money. The contestant gets to pick one of these boxes and takes home whatever's inside. But they do have a chance to walk away and take a cash prize instead of opening up the box. Yes, that same human dilemma motion that you would see in Let's Make a Deal in Deal or No Deal would also fall in line with Treasure Hunt. Now, I say this is three different versions because, well, it's more like one and a half now I think about it. So the original version of Treasure Hunt, uh, I would like to say it's Jan Murray's Treasure Hunt. Jan Murray uh, was the 1950s kind of game show host man. He was in all sorts of game shows like Dollar a Second. And uh, he was a panelist on Hollywood Squares back in the 60s and set in the 80s. Uh, he did the Break the Bank. Like he, he was always like a go-to game show host of yesteryear. And it's kind of weird that we don't really give him much credit in the game show world because he kind of was this uh this theater guy who was able to do comedy basically he was like every stand-up comedy actor who turned into a game show host of its day but today that was jan murray most people would know him from history of the world part one where he was basically the nothing vendor in the french revolution era of the show but Treasure Hunt was such a fun, silly show in his era. Basically, it was a quiz show with two contestants, and they got to do trivia. Uh, and it was all themed like pirates, so it was on anchors, and they buzz in, they answer questions, and, and if they get it right, they get money. Uh, whoever got the most money would go on to the bonus round, which was the treasure hunt. Uh, there would be 30 treasure chests, because this is treasure hunt, and they would have cash prizes or prize packages, all sorts of things with the top price of $25,000. 
keep in mind, 1950s, $25,000. That is uh, life-changing. That's like $64,000 question amount of money. So equivalent today would definitely be millions of dollars. Let's just, let's not care ourselves, about a million bucks. Uh, so on the, the other, other version has a, uh, a growing jackpot, which would be a later version of treasure hunt, but we'll get to, shh, we'll get to that later. Uh, but in addition to all these great prizes, and we're talking dream homes, dream cars, fantastic convertibles, fantastic jewelry, fur coats, uh, groceries, everything you can think of. There's also booby prizes and they really want to emphasize booby prizes because treasure hunt has a pirate motive so it was kind of like cabbages or onions or silly gag prizes so before let's make a deal had zonks this had the gag prizes and i loved it so you had one spin of a giant wheel that was supposed to look like the ship stern you know like when you're trying to uh spin the vessel and you get different amount of money based on where it lands. So your decision is simply put, do you take the cash prize that's on the wheel that you've spun on, or do you take the prize that you've, the treasure chest that's right in front of me? And that became the bonus round. Now, no matter what happened, even if you got gagged at the end of the show, you would come back the next day to play another episode. Uh, and then they would have a little viewer home game. And then uh, what would happen is that they would actually have a security guard on set because there's an independent adjudicator, just like in real game shows, who's the only person that knows the whereabouts of the big check in the show. And they would reveal in a safe the paper. And it'll say like 14. Oh, treasure chest 14 had the $25,000 today. And they would just return next week. And they even had a board game for this version of Treasure Hunt, which I thought, okay, well, it's a trivia show, so maybe that that would make sense. But then we go into the 70s and 80s, and yes, we get into brilliance. We get into greatness because Jeff Edwards is the host of this great game show called Treasure Hunt. And the executive producer, no other than Chucky Baby himself, Chuck Barris, of Gong Show fame. That's right, Chuck Barris. You know him from the dating game. You know him from the newlywed game. You know him from the gong show. And here's his version of Treasure Hunt. Before he does, you know, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. In this version, it's all about luck, and that's it. And this is a show where every contestant was female. The reason will be explained very easily real soon there is it's play with two games one in each half uh so act one you get to see the right side of the show with 10 contestants each holding a little gift box they get to open up the gift boxes in three two one go three of those 10 gift boxes will contain the numbers one two and three the rest will have nothing at all if they have one two and three they get to go on stage and get to play the next half of the game because obviously they were locked out in the second part of the show three jack-in-the-boxes show up whoever's in first position gets first stab at picking a jack-in-box person two gets to pick of the two remaining and whoever's number three and got number three is forced to take the last jack-in-the-box do 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 
three, two, one, open. Whoever has the jack in the box with the jack in it goes on to the treasure hunt. The other two, they get to exchange those boxes for parting gifts backstage. So now we get to in, we get a little interview with the contestant. Here you go. You got a little thingamajig going here. boop a doop a doo And then we get to see what some of the prizes are. And when I mean the prizes, I mean, no, they're going all out on prizes. Here is two Ford Mustangs. Here is an entire kitchen package, including a new dishwasher, a stove, oven, fridge, uh, sink, uh, cabinets, and flooring. And these are very expensive prizes, anywhere between $16,000, uh, uh Here is uh, this, this uh, new bedroom set. Uh, or here is a Mercedes-Benz. Here is a, uh, a Rolls-Royce. And they're like, what the hell? I can't believe I can win a Rolls-Royce. Yes, you can win a Rolls-Royce on this show. And there are checks with values like $5,000 all the way up to $14,000. And even won the grand prize of $25,000. Yeah, even though, you know, 50s to 70s, there would probably be some inflation. They still decided to do $25,000 because that was still technically game show maximum at the time. But you got to be careful because there are clunks out there, you know, like zonks or the Jan Murray cabbage prizes at the end. And you got to pick one of 30 prize boxes instead of uh, the usual, which would be, uh, you know, treasure chest, like in the original Jan Murray version. They went with like, this is a gift party. Like, there's balloons, there's happy music, you heard the theme song be playing in the background as they make their selection, and everything is in a giant gift bag, with, complete with a nice bow, and it's all for you. Pick one, any one of these 30, it's yours. One of them has $25,000, a 1 in 30 chance at it. Which one do you want? Pick one, pick one. So as they have to make their decision, everyone's screaming at her to pick the choice, uh, number seven. All right, number seven. Come on, pick number seven. The model grabs number seven and puts the box right on the table. And then Jeff Edwards will say, well, every gift box not only has a prize, it has a gift tag of cash on it ranging from 500 to $2,500. Let's see what we have on this one. Oh, it's $1,800. Hang on a sec. 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800, 900, 1,000. Oh, wait. Back pocket. 100, 200, 300, 400, 500, 600, 700, 800. 1800 dollars 1800 dollars bills. I'll give that in your cash right now. Put it in your hand right there. You can take that cash or you can go for what's in the box. We'll get your decision of what you're going to do when we come back. And there you go. You're already at the end of Act 1. You already have a focal point of what the game is. And now you have a decision point. And just like a game show, what is she going to do? Take the money or go for the box? We'll get her results when we come back. Much like a Howie Mandel transition in modern day deal or no deal. Unlike Monty Hallward, that would be part of the main deal. So as she gets screamed at, we cut to commercial. Do, 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 do. 
she has in her hand $1,800 or $500 or $700 or $720 or $1,430, $1,355. Like always some random amount of money. And then they have to make their decision. I'm going to take the money. I'm good. Or hand back the money. I want what's in this box. And they always are worried. Now, at the time of this commercial break, Jeff gets told the contents of the box because there's 30 boxes, and this is the crucial part, 30 scenes to go about it. Only one scene has nothing going for it, and that is the grand prize. Jeff opens the box. You won $25,000, and they do the balloon drop and confetti drop, and everything goes frantic. You, It's celebratory. Hooray. But if it's something else... Well, get ready for what makes treasure hunt work. Scenes. You have skits. So now, Jeff Edwards goes, you, t- you just gave up $1,800 for the contents of Box 7. I can't believe you got... You, that's $1,800. I'm sure, I'm sure you could have done a lot of $1,800. I mean, you, you just started a new family. Do you have a kid by any chance? Ah, uh, yeah, you just got a new kid. She's a one-year-old. Oh, you have a one-year-old daughter. That's fantastic. Well, uh, it might not help her out here because we you have just won a brand new book. What? what? Yeah, this is a new book, uh, 101 Cooking Recipes. Uh, look at this. You can see, look at all these recipes. There's a nice uh, pineapple upside-down cake. Oh, look at this. There is a new... Oh, look, there, there's a way to make a nice lasagna. Delicious foods here. Look at all the different international travels here. And speaking of international travels, you know, this cookbook would go great paired up with a kitchen. And then they open the the like the little uh, banner in the door, and you're expecting, like, a new kitchen, and it's just, like, a regular old break room that's right we just gotta we don't really have room for a kitchen on set so we can't have a cooking show here but uh you know with this cookbook you know you could maybe work on that microwave tell them about that microwave because it's new technology in the microwave for seven hundred dollars well i mean that's a that's a good looking microwave you can make lots of recipes in that thing uh I mean, this cookbook's yours. It's $12.99. I mean, that's fine. Um, I don't know what you can really make in this here. You need groceries. So um, tell you what, maybe you need uh, something. You need something for your groceries, right? You need something to fill that shopping cart. How about a check for $5,000? And then suddenly they get excited, like $5,000. Because the idea is it's like a high and low, and it's always a out-of-left-field reveal. Sometimes it's just like, is this it? Is this like the clunk, like it's over, you won the rubber chicken? Yeah, that's it. You just got this rubber chicken. But the rubber chicken is also, uh, it has something weird inside it. Hang on, I have to, it's okay if I, I break your rubber chicken? Hang on a sec. And then he gets, like, a pair of scissors and cuts into the rubber chicken. Oh, I see why it doesn't squeak. 
Uh, it its throat is stuck with the keys to a brand new car, and then reveal the new car. Or sometimes it's like, oh, I can see why the rubber chicken is stuck. It has uh, a broken squeaker. I'm sorry, I just broke this rubber chicken. That's all you got. And they do not know when the the game has officially concluded with a prize or whatever until Jeff Edwards empties out the entire contents of the box and then displays it on camera by basically putting the box sideways so you see the entire contents inside the box and seeing how it's all empty now. And that's the end of the second act. And sometimes they win big money. Sometimes they win a car. Sometimes they win a vacation. And everyone's excited. Like, oh my god, I can't believe that. We go into act three with a new game. Now we play on the right side of the board. Now we're going to play on the left side of the board. Same rules apply. Ten gift boxes. One, two, and three. Who's coming on stage to play game two? And you rinse, repeat exactly like act one. But this time around... Uh, three jack in the boxes doodly 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 do and then they play the next box we have 29 boxes left which one do you want and they go through the next act and we play the game almost like it's the full game so now we went from one act to a cutaway to this is the full game unless they said to cut to commercial and then we decide to do the same game as we did so another skit will be played out hey let's do a cooking show let's read a newspaper let's do a crossword puzzle would it be oh it's your birthday happy birthday and then suddenly everyone on set rushes in happy birthday to you you didn't tell me it was your birthday and then the contestant's like uh it's not my birthday oh yeah it is it's your cake it's your prize and then if they didn't win the prize, uh, they would have a final kind of cold closing kind of thing where uh, Jeff would talk to the independent adjudicator, Emil Auditori, who is a real-life bonded security guard who is the only person that knows the whereabouts of the big check. So in a last, like, 30-second scene, maybe 45-second scene, here is the host, this wacky, nutty guy going, Emil, do you know the contents of the $25,000? Yes, I did. Okay, well, uh, can you tell us where it is? Hands over a piece of paper. Number 11. Number 11. Let's go over here to number 11 here. Oh, this was the content of the $25,000. It'll be here next time, and hopefully you'll be here next time when we play more Treasure Hunt. So long. And then you would hear the closing credits. But sometimes when they don't win the prize, you get the greatest piece of music of all time, the clunker. Would you believe that Chuck Barris made this music? Yeah, the, the gong show Gene Gene the Dancing Machine guy. That guy. He's a producer of game shows and he makes music. That's right. You have won yourself this lovely shopping cart. Total value, $22.95. So it was just a ton of fun to watch this new treasure hunt. 
and Jeff Edwards gets to basically play a game show host, but also gets to be an actor and the contestant who's completely oblivious to what's going on, has to roll with the punches, and she's always going through a roller coaster of emotions like, is this good? Is this bad? It basically is that Simpsons uh, monkey paw bit where, ooh, that's good. Oh, that's bad. Ooh, that's good. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> Until they comes to a rightful conclusion, which is what makes the show work because it's basically pulling the contestant into a, a quick five-minute adventure into what would either be a great payoff or just disappointment, which is always fun to see in either of the cases. Now, the reason it's women as the contestants is that Chuck Barris uh felt that if there was a dude like a guy as the contestant and you told them hey put on the party hat we're going to give you a birthday happy birthday here's a little present from everyone here is um a five dollar gift card to toys r us here's five dollars to blockbuster here's five dollars to kb toys i just realized all of these are discontinued oh that's unfortunate oh well Thanks for playing, and that's it. He felt like, oh, you're you're fucking dead now, and bam, beat the shit out of you know Jeff Edwards and maybe Chuck Barris. So they decided not to do that and just wanted to have the, the lady contestants go, oh my god, oh no, oh geez, which in, upon reflection might be sexist, but at the same time is a precursor to a lot of things that Ellen does on her talk show anyway. Here's the story. I have to bring this up. This is one of my favorite stories of game shows. Because if you haven't figured out yet, the reason the new treasure hunt worked was Chuck Barris's craziness to try and do highs and lows and make it so it is so insane what prizes they give away. That in the 1970s version, in like the last season, Barris wanted to be even more sadistic and cruel. Uh, like they would show a Rolls Royce and as the excitement was like, oh, go boy, I won it, they would tell the contestant, you didn't win the car. You only won the rear view mirror of the car. And they wanted that to be like more like, oh, fuck you moments to the show because it's Chuck Barris. Of course he's going to want those fuck you moments. He wanted contestants to get pissed off and want to walk off set because, uh, hey, it's a shit show. And that's just funny human interaction if you're chuck barris so uh because jeff edwards he's funny but he's not cruel he said i refuse to do that that is too mean and i i, I don't want to take a part of that um because because that would just be, be, be hurtful to these contestants i mean you can joke with them but you don't want to go that cruel I refuse. He got fired. Uh, so then they went, oh, okay, well, fuck you. Get out. And then, like, okay, we got to get a new host for the season. Or oh, fuck it. Just bring back Jeff Edwards. I, he wins. He's the show. Uh, so he got to return. No episodes missed. No guest hosting. Um, but when that season ended, Jeff said, no, no, I'm done. I'm fucking done with this shit. Bye. I'm gone, and he leaves. He's no longer on the show. He exits, and the show gets canceled because we're not going to do the show if no Jeff Edwards. 
So they bring it back in the 80s. It would go from 1973, 1977 to a two-year, 1981 and 1982, by the Firestone Syndication Services. And Chuck Barris would still do the production, but this time it's not the new Treasure Hunt, it's just called Treasure Hunt. And they decided to change the format just slightly. Instead of a flat $25,000 prize, now it's a $20,000 prize, but for every day it is not one, because this is five days a week, $1,000 will be added to the jackpot every day until it's won or until it reaches the grand prize of $50,000, in which case it stays that until it was claimed. $50,000 being the biggest cash prize you can give in the A's version of Treasure Hunt. This time around, Chuck Bears barely did anything other than package deals. He did get executive credit, but he was spending most of this time in France, which is, if you read CIA uh, Confessions of the Dangerous Mind, this is where he does uh, a few espionages, if you believe that. It's probably not true. Again, there are two games played on the show with lady contestants, but this time it's balloons with a star on it. They pop the balloons, and if you have a star, you get to go on the treasure. You get to go on stage where you get to play with the returning champion who won the previous game. There's now two jack in the boxes instead of three, and the newcomer gets to choose between the left one or the right one. Whoever gets the jack in the box with the jack goes on the treasure hunt. Which means that there's a returning champion to continue playing to try and win a prize. But this time around, instead of 30 gift boxes, there are 66. 66 boxes. And now you have an opportunity to sell the, back, the box back uh, with an amount ranging from $500 to $1,000. Yeah, it's a little cheaper than the new treasure hunt, but it still was cash on hand. Uh, but you also have to keep in mind here that this is not a one and done. You can continue playing. If you say walk away, you can keep the cash and keep playing and just keep building up a $700 total. Um, so the budget was kind of reduced instead of like a Rolls Royce. It was like cheaper cars, more domestic. Uh, you had different small packages because the idea was you would keep winning if you were lucky enough but they still had uh clunks and they still had that that music playing and that that was kind of what made it kind of interesting because the money doubled fifty thousand, but everything else kind of felt like it got halved if that made sense but one of the greatest prizes they did have was they did give like a chevrolet chevette they did have a 52 day cruise worth eighteen thousand as one of the uh, runner-up prizes but they really had like checks of money they decided that's not the case anymore and they would still have emil auditory to do the yes i did hide the check and still do the reveal um at the end of one series the character the the security bondsman broke character and asked for a cue card uh because the joke was that there's no cue cards on the show it's all spontaneous uh what made this show kind of also cheap is you gotta remember this is chuck bears of the 70s so the show 
also really wasn't as cruel as it was before, but they would still do the skits that made the show famous in the 70s. But after two years, it just kind of fizzled out again. Even though they were giving away big money, and it was still a fun ride to watch what goes on, and they were still having pretty fun prizes, it didn't really have the same appeal as the once great treasure hunt. So it ends pretty much in the early 80s. But that's not to say that they keep trying to bring it back. So in new versions, they tried to pitch, they made pilots and it never got picked up. One was from the Gurn Company and uh, they were trying to pitch that along with True for Consequences in 2012. And I heard they were planning on cw on that but didn't really go full out and in 2015 there wasn't yet another pilot but this time uh they decided to do it with electus in barracuda and it was kind of fun because it was like hey wink martindale's behind this and john ritchie's behind this and those are two names or big names in game shows uh and it never got picked up again and I was kind of wondering, like, why that is. And I'm wondering if it's because Deal or No Deal kind of set the tone now for a luck-based game show when this should be an irrelevant version of the tension-based game shows that we see. So for me, Treasure Hunt is an iconic game show because it takes the most of the format points that you see in more, most game shows and they reduce it to being laughed at. And they want to make it silly and they want to make it a comedy rather than just let's just make this a life-changing decision point. You could screw up if you make the wrong choice and instead just make it, you know, fun. So I, I was trying to write down, like, what would I make if I was to do a new version of Treasure Hunt? Because I love Treasure Hunt for its skits. I love the way... They handle the flow where it just it either downplays all the way to a crash and burn, or it's the you're get, it just sinks, it sinks, it sinks, and then push up to the you want a really great prize to just flat out, oh man, can't believe you've you just you could have just you could have had your thousand dollars, but instead you're walking away with a check for twenty five thousand dollars and then confetti hats. And that's always great moments. And I love I love Treasure Hunt because of its way to play up the tension but make it silly and i don't know if if modern game show enthusiasts would understand treasure hunt being great satire for game shows and while we talked about jeff edwards and a lot of game shows on game shows i suppose from starcade to jackpot treasure hunt is my favorite game show with jeff edwards and this guy who's very charismatic very fun, willing to take you on a fun wild ride and then tell you what you want. It works. It works on so many levels. And I was trying to figure out, like, what would a modern treasure hunt be? And I I think what I would do if I had to do treasure hunt the modern version First off, make it an hour-long game show because every game show needs to be an hour long. It's just the nature of the game. 
It happens. And I would make it so you treat the introduction like it's the most stressful, tension-based game show ever devised, where you don't know what's in any box, and you don't know what's in any chest. You know damn well if they went from boxes to chests, they would just make a lot of ha-ha, check out the chest on the model, because chest is slang for boobies. We love comedy. Hee-hee. Match game. Anyway, I w- they would like try and tension up this thing where it's like there's 30 boxes and no one knows what amount is in which box. But one has a grand prize of $1 million as someone figures out the treasure hunt. And you get the same, you get that dramatic lighting, you make it feel like you're watching Deal or No Deal. And then everyone starts clapping. Everyone still is clapping. Nothing's happening on screen as you're about to start the irrelevance of it. Here comes the host. I, I mean, I, I should say it's me, but look, they can get any comedian. And it's supposed to be like, oh, no, he's eating a sandwich. Or, oh, man, he's late for lunch. Or, oh, no, he wasn't told to cue properly. And it has to be like, you, now you know, like, this could be a shit show at any moment and I would do a six-act version of the game where it is played with six acts with three full games of Treasure Hunt. Now, instead of going into an elimination game and do to do to do to do we would have it be either pre-selected solo contestants, male or female, it does not matter in this, or couples playing the game. They get to pick one of 30 treasure hunt boxes, and that's theirs. But before we open that box, we get to play in the first act, the third act, or the fifth act, a new luck-based game. So I hate to say, like, don't or whatever, but it has to be very stupid. It has to be like, who wins the guinea pig race? Who wins this? If this goes on first, you get $25,000. This is 50. This is a thousand. Or it is like simply put like, here's like, like close your eyes and pick a few bingo balls. Okay. That's 5,000. That's 10,000. That's 20,000. That's 35,000. It has to be like a really crappy, almost like quasi, like they couldn't really think of these games. And this was like last second bad uh, games to determine what the cash amount is. So then you have a decision to make, and it always has to be somewhere between $1,000 and maybe around 100000 One with 100000 Because it has to be a luck-based game. Maybe you can even do trivia. It doesn't matter. It just has to be like a little mini game, a little micro mini game to be played that's very silly, very quirky. We're not doing dares. There's no oh no snakes and spiders. There's no heights. No ha ha look at the idiot fall on his face. It's going to be simply put like if we're doing oh no snakes and spiders or oh no heights, we're just going to satirize it and not do snakes and spiders or oh no heights. It's just going to be like uh, a game where it's just like here's a giant check uh, and it's $25,000. We could have done this game, but unfortunately the prop broke. Here's $25,000. So you can take this check for $25,000, or we can open up box 17, 
which was the box that you chose right at the start of the show. So what's it going to be? The $25,000 or the box? And that's what starts the decision process. We'll find out what he does right after this. And then we get into the next act. Welcome back. Before the break, our contestant here, this life changing da 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 has a decision between 25000 or 18000 or It doesn't fucking matter. It's a fucking weird game where it's like draw a straw or uh, big money, spin the wheel. And it's just they're spinning the wheel and that's it. <laughs> and it's just like it plays up like a little mini skit in its own. Because with the front part being a big major detention moment, this becomes a big old skit. And then it's, all right, what's it going to be? You want to take your money or you want to take the box? You're taking the money. Okay, congratulations. Let's see what you could have won. Oh, you just won roller skates. Yay, roller skates. We go through the entire thing like it's a prize description. Yeah, that could have been yours. Also in these roller skates was the keys to a brand new car. And then you reveal the car, and it's like, yeah, it's a clown car. I didn't. Ha- it wasn't a nice car. It's a clown car. Uh, and then the clown car. But there's something inside this to the trunk of this clown car. Oh, look. It's, um, it's another small item. That's right, a diamond ring or... F- Four thousand dollars. You made a right choice. You took the twenty-five thousand, said the four grand. You did it, and we just end from there, or whatever will be the skit of of the thirty, because there's gonna be thirty skits, and one has the million-dollar cash prize. And then we rinse repeat with Act Two with another team, and then Act Three with another person, and that's the game. Then we reveal like, okay, where was the million dollars? Because you could have had it. It's right here. And then we end the show and we return next week. Because I think what would make Treasure Hunt work in a modern day format is it has to play up, like, it has to send up every luck-based game show of its time from Deal or No Deal to Let's Make a Deal to game shows of now so you're gonna be making fun of the million dollar game shows of today like who wants to be a millionaire you have to make fun of uh $100,000 pyramid and you have to make up make fun of lottery you have to make up like how everything is just dumb luck so it's like hey we'll just be playing uh this game uh so you pick any five cards uh, if the card's a heart, it's $1,000. If it's a spade, it's $2,000. If it's a diamond, it's $5,000. And if it's, I forgot the last one. Is, is it a club? Did I say club yet? If it's a club, it's it's $10,000. Meaning if you play a perfect game here, that's $50,000. Let's play the game. And then they just draw the cards. Wow, that's... You made a total of $18,000. Fair enough. Do you want to take the 18000 or do you want box one that you chose? We'll find out right after this. And that becomes the game. Because I think that is what would make a treasure hunt revival exciting is you still have that funny, wacky skit that is the tension-filled moment. And even if it's a guy now... I think we are at that age where it's not going to be, I'm going to punch the dude in the face. 
because I got zonked, or I guess clunked is the real word for this show. Um, it's going to be that instant regret because I mean, you could have had you could have had fifty thousand dollars. You turned it away because you wanted the million. Well, you did win a million. It's a million spider rings from a local arcade. Hope you have fun. And that's it. And it has to have like a. It has to have like two set pieces. Because when I'm looking at, if I'm going to think about like a let's like a like a new game show, like I would want it to look like it's a Ring of Fire. Like a like like the I say Ring of Fire in terms of like what set designs are in a lot of game shows, like Millionaire, for instance, where you have the audience on two sides of the room looking downward. Then on the front side where we're facing the contestant, you're seeing the uh, the main stage, the quote unquote stage where there's a big door, and in that big door is the set for where the prizes will be shown or LED screens or where they'll push out the props to play the game and then on the behind section of the treasure hunt set this new version of treasure hunt that i just created it's the 30 boxes the 30 treasure chests i want gift boxes i think gift boxes feel a little better um but hey anything is possible it, it could be 30 treasure chests if you want uh but i think it, it, it should really just be like silly enough that it's like this is the most intense thing so that way you have the ring of fire that's a stereotype in most game shows you have the glossy set on the floor like every game show the tension lights like every game show you have the little 30 spots on the floor for the little gift boxes like in treasure hunt but then you have the front door that's a big, extravagant, like bigger than the prices, right? Bigger than any other game show. And it can just double up, stretch out. Obviously, you have LED lights because you want to go modern. And it shows, like, look at the brand new car. Look at the two new cars. Look, it's a Winnebago. Look, it's a Port. Look, it's a Tesla. Because we got to go into six figure prizes, we got to go into like quarter million dollar prizes. One of these is a check for a quarter million dollars. One of these is a check for $100,000. One of these is uh, a check for $1 million. Like there's four cash amounts, 100, 250, 500, a million. And the rest are fantastic prizes or not so fantastic prizes. But let's play a game before we return. As you know, game shows are all the rage. And as you know, every kid's game show is now being turned into a big multi-million dollar game show format from Floor is Lava to Tag. But what happens when our contestant here can win life-changing amounts of money by playing one simple game, Rock, Paper, Scissors? Here is a Rock, Paper, Scissors contestants. We have five of them, and our contestant here has to beat every one of them if they want to win one hundred thousand dollars yay here's how it works you against them in a game of rock paper scissors you have three chances to beat them if you can beat the player you'll get five thousand dollars but be careful if you do neutral and you both get to pick the same amount you have to replay it but the value will double for ten thousand dollars if you do it a third time $20,000. If you do it after that, 
I, I'm going to take a nap. If you're right, you get the money. If you fail, you lose the money, and we continue down the line with all five players. If you fail, you still get a thousand bucks, and you know that's a good day's work. So, let's play rock paper scissors. All right. For $5,000, you have to beat this eight-year-old girl in a game of rock, paper, scissors. We'll go rock, paper, scissors, shoot. When I say shoot, you must throw your hand. You have at least one second. If you don't, it's a disqualification. Here we go. For $5,000. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Paper covers rock. I'm sorry. That's a fail. <laughs> and you just keep going from there that's what i would say treasure hunt should be it should be this very silly quirky clearly makes no sense game does it reduce the show to being treasure hunt for half of it and another half like a player hunch type show yeah slightly but at the same time i look at things like take your pick and other luck-based game shows and I kind of see it as as kind of like treasure hunts themselves. And I figure like what would keep people going would be a variety of these really silly skits. They're not are just they are not just in the front game where it's you know like I just said rock paper scissors analogy, extreme bingo or some sort of various thing that just feels like this is the dumbest thing out there. And the contestant is like, oh boy, this is exciting, yeah. And the host is kind of either going, this is a great, this is the most intense game show ever, or go, this is it, my career's over. I, this is, this is my life. All right. So this game is simply called Count. It works like this. You'll get paid $1,000 a second until you push the button. That will stop the clock. If you go, if you push it anywhere between 59 to the 60-second mark, you'll get $100,000. Anything before it, and you just get whatever's listed. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the money clock here, so you are on your own. And then it's just like, let's start the money counter. Count to, count to 59 or 60. But if you go over 60, the game ends with nothing. And you have to have it be like the, the shower with red light kind of thing. All right, start the clock. Hey, now would be a good time to start. Now would be a good time to stop. You could probably stop right now. Any moment now, please stop the clock. Yep, you're I'm just I'm not trying to spoil anything, but we're only at 10 seconds. So, yeah, this is this we didn't really think this game through. We're wa really just wasting a full minute of America's time. You know, time is really precious and we are wasting this here. Anyway, you are now at 30 seconds. 30 seconds is $30,000. It just want to push the button. Anyway, it doesn't really matter if you push the button if you want to go for the box. And maybe just push the button right now and then go for it. That would be great. I mean, I'm not supposed to tell you you're at 40 now, but good time to hit stop. And then it's just like, stop. 
Oh, wow, 52,000. You want to stop at 52,000 or do you want the box? We'll find out right after this. Now, I know what you're saying. A six-act structure of three games. But in these treasure hunts that you've been talking about, it's been two games in a half hour. Can't you just, you know, play four games? Seems like four would be the right number. I, I would agree. But I think if you stretch it out even more and you can get like five minutes in for a skit or extend out the bonus game or can play up the satirical nature of game shows, especially luck-based ones today, I think you have a good format in your hands, even if it only going to last three, four, five seasons because of the variety of games that are played. Uh, the contestants involved, and what's in the mystery boxes. Because it has to, be, it needs to be pretty much like this is a game where, yes, there's big money, big prizes, I love it, but it's more of like a comedy as well. This needs to feel like we have no clue what's going on. This needs to feel like unpredictable. Because I think that's what would make Treasure Hunt work. That's what makes it exciting, is the unpredictability of what's in the boxes. So if you have an unpredictable game attached to an unpredictable box, of a life-changing decision, even if it's like $40,000, that's still a big cash prize for a chance at what's inside the box. It could be a million dollars. Could be a car. Could be something else. What do you want? It makes for a real silly game to me and i think that's what i like about treasure Run. it needs to feel silly and it needs that chuck barris vibe and if you're doing a skit it didn't like here I'm, I'm even going to pitch it to networks because it's six acts and they're like about you know eight to ten minutes each you can break it down so it's like very silly viral moments because i heard that's all the rage that's all that like networks care about is if you're going to do a game show Hey, can you like make a silly uh, skit to go around with this? Or they win what? And that's that's a treasure hunt is perfect for that because you can give very crazy prizes out. You can give very expensive prizes out. You don't know what's behind those doors. A million pancakes, or a home arcade, or some sort of way that it's like. Oh, I can't believe, like, they they won this great prize. Like, whoa, they fucking won a Maserati. Something like that would, would be exciting. Well, in the middle of this really insane, stupid luck-based game show. Oh, did you hear they gave away a Tesla? Did you hear they gave away, like, every instrument in orchestra? Did you hear they gave away an Apple prize package? Wow, can't believe it. While still maintaining its silly, quirky uh, behavior that you feel like you are in another realm. And this is just like, what the hell is this? Because I think that's what makes it work. It needs to feel like a party. It needs to feel silly, but can't feel too much like deal or no deal. And it can't feel too much like let's make a deal. Whereas Let's Make a Deal games clearly have a zonk attached or clearly has like a cash prize equivalent like Carpong. These need to have games where there's like very little 
challenge to it. It needs to feel like the contestants just walked into like a game show where it's just uh, a weird math game or a weird trivia game. And they're told like, all you got to do is name as many cities in America as you can in 60 seconds. For each one you get, it's $1,000. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, go. You can parody Minute to Win It in the cube and have like, it's time to play the most intense game show ever devised. Ball in a cup. Whoa. All you gotta do is throw this playground ball into that bucket six feet away. You will get $25,000. If you fail... We'll move you up forward, but you'll lose $5,000, and you must try again. And to make matters even worse, we're going to be playing weird basketball music in the background. And then it's like, oh, they fail, they fail. That's okay, you got $15,000, and you picked box 18. So do you want $15,000 or box 18? We'll find out right after this. Welcome back. Before the break, we played ball in the cup and won $15,000, and now it's up to him to decide if he wants that money or what's inside the box. And then you reveal like they want a speedboat or a jet ski or a trip to the Bahamas or some other thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be big money prizes. It can be smaller prizes too. It doesn't matter. Uh, I just want it to be a fun little game. And I think that's where my head would be at with Treasure Hunt because these skits are very fun. And it takes an irrelevant approach to a luck-based game show. And I think this show could still work in today's audience when you consider the irrelevancy of the modern game show and its luck reward, risk or, risk or, or bet it all scenario. And I love it. Jeff Edwards was fantastic. And I could see the show returning, but it has to be very silly, very nutty. And I'm on board. I'm on board if that happens. And that's going to do it for the Treasure Hunt episode. I hope you have some good luck. Farewell.